0: That we just pray we thank you we just speak james 4 8 that we draw near to you lord god and to cleanse our hands as we come closer and closer to you lord jesus and Father, just in your midst of your presence, Lord, there's fullness of joy, Lord God, and pleasures evermore. So Lord, we just run into your presence and we thank you, Lord Jesus, the part of our soul, the will of our soul, Lord God, that it'd be so dedicated and so committed. To you Lord Jesus that even things that used to be that used to control us now the will of our soul Lord God that we consecrated we submitted to you in all authority Lord God and that you own that will Lord God and, and no more where we'll be in a place where we'll say I'm too tired to serve or I'm too worn out or, I'm too whatever because my will now Lord Jesus in your hand I, I sell it out to you Lord Jesus I thank you Father God for completely consuming that area of my soul lord jesus i know the heart of it is saved i i know the part of it is saved i know it loves you and sometimes when i'm unwilling lord jesus i give that over to you indeed the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak so lord jesus i thank you that right now tonight consume that part of my soul called the will consume it Lord God I'm settling for things that I should be uh, conquering I'm settling for things that I should have victory over Lord God I am stopping where I should be starting and continuing and I thank you Lord Jesus it is because my will I declare will be saturated right into your presence more God out of that I, I believe that each and every one of you if you'll just allow God to do that that you'll come out completely Consumed to do the will of god and those moments of weaknesses those moments of shortcomings will not overtake you because your will is completely saturated now father we we do that we we believe that by faith lord god it is all things are possible and i thank you lord jesus as you take that and i pray for every condition where the will has been to just give in or give up or or let up and or stop i just come in the name of jesus that there will be a new fire a rejuvenated grip on the things of god not to slow down not to let up but to go in even stronger to go in with more fire, to go in and say, I refuse to let go and let up. My family is at stake here. My my family I brought to the presence of God. I, I brought them to the glory of God. So I cannot stop or turn back now. I've seen too much and I know too much that I'm going to see. So I press in. I press in. And Father, I thank you for the heart of oppressor that's in this place, the heart to diligently seek you, that you said you're a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. We believe it is so, we believe it is done, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. And again, the whole theme of this is about faith and continuing in faith, and and we it's areas of, of faith that we, uh, your faith doesn't grow, okay, can I help you with that? Right? it's it's your confidence in what you already know that grows. And when you grow in confidence, you're not afraid to use your faith anywhere, any place anytime. That's part of that boldness that uh, peter uh, and and James was Peter and James prayed give us boldness. Give us boldness, like I know what to do, but I don't know if I can do it, right? And so sometimes we have to step out and do it. Uh, so today, I mean we we'll, we'll preach our tonight, <laughs> whatever wednesday we're going to talk about scale tipping and at some point the design for talking about scale tipping is to tip the scale in your favor is when you may be weighted down with something else but you use your faith to tip the scale in your favor maybe my maybe my kid is not listening to me let me god let me use my faith so we can tip the scale Balance out my finance. So let me use my faith, to tip the scale. I got lost loved ones. God, is, I need the scale to be tipped. And I got its faith that tips the scale. There is more weight in your weight. Right? Go to Isaiah 40 and 31 that said, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I'm as weak as I am impatient, but I'm as strong as I am patient. I'll be patient. I'm strengthened. So I wait on God. All right. Uh, And so what's been happening in these sermons is that the first set of verses are like several. And once again, I did not let you down. Luke chapter 7, verse 44 through 50. (laughs) And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? Are forgiven. If I say Amen again, for she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. Oh my gosh! See, I could man. We could just shut it down, drop the mic. But they're expensive, so we're not gonna. Do and he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said to the woman, Thy faith hath saved thee go in peace Isn't That awesome father i just thank you lord that we give we give them you it's you lord god that that everyone wants and need as you said if i be lifted up i'll draw all men so i don't have to do anything special i don't have to do anything spectacular all i have to do is present the god who always was and always will be and i am inclined to do so in jesus name amen he forgave her sins. This woman who had a horrible many sins, horrible lady. And if you read even further along in the, in the books, it, it even talks about how people were in the house talking about if he was really a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is at her feet, at, at his feet. And, and and Jesus was like, I'm going to tip the scale because she's not even that kind of woman once she gets to me. She is now saved. Her faith saved her why why was it such faith what was so bold about her coming in to do that well for one she walked into a room filled with a bunch of men and in that time that just wasn't even allowed so she went beyond what people would tell her she shouldn't be doing and went into a place because her need was greater than their laws or there rules, they weren't even laws, they were just rules, they were chauvinistic rules. I, I want to get you to a place to where you press in that no matter how messed up your situation is, or no matter how messed up your home life is, or no matter how messed up things are, to press in so God can get you back in the favor that you belong in. This was not, this woman did not know the Bible. She did not know the the, the blessings or whatever. All she knew was, I was lost, but I know I can be found. And she got in there and got to a place where only one who was willing to find her for being who he called her to be, not for what she had lived. And she rolled up in there and did what nobody else was doing and anointed Jesus not just sitting at the door not just sitting in a seat but going beyond and saying, i'm going to get at his feet and i'm going to give up this oil and we could get into the oil and the alabaster box because it was a year's wages of ointment and all that stuff we can get into that later but but just think about her faith saved her her faith saved her now if god is not in which we know god is not a respecter of person if her faith saved her her your faith can save you Right, He says, your sins are forgiven. Your, your, the things that you're dealing with, are, they are forgiven. She do not have to go through anybody. She doesn't have to go through anything. You are forgiven. Okay, Simple as that, right? It is tough. We still live in a world where the same type of people get mad. Why did you forgive that person who wronged you? You've probably been even asked that before. That's exactly what they were asking. How could you forgive this person? Who are you? Why would you do that? He says, to, to her sins are many. Are, are so many, and, and so to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. I, I think a lot of times when we, we see someone radical, is because how much God brought them from. Just a simple salvation brought them from, and, and I, I mean, I get it all the time, like, how can you go speak all day and then go preach all night? You got to know what God forgave me from. Like, like it, I, wanna I, I want to give everything I want. I want to. And I don't mean this rudely. I want to die giving it to God. I want to just give it all because there's no way there's no way I could not speak for God when everything else was trying to speak for me. So I have to give it all to him. I have to. I have to it's like it's, it's, it's not even optional of, of what's, what, what God would want and what, what's required because so much was forgiven. I was forgiven for so much and brought out of so much and so much disaster and so much death and, and, and so much murder and, and bad things. And, and God says to whom much is forgiven, keep giving life. Keep doing that. So, so Jesus showed one of the greatest scale tipping powers that is available to all who believe. This woman weighed down with sin, went into a place with the weight of not belonging and touched the Messiah with the weight of not being worthy. Right? Isn't that crazy? Not only are you saying I don't belong, but then you also say I'm not even worthy to even get the reason why I don't belong. And she walked into there. She walks into there and, and gets in the feet of Jesus and starts doing it like, like a lady to show up all the men in there. they trying to have a conversation with Jesus. She go right into worship mode. Oh, lay at your feet, God. You know, this is the equivalent. They're just trying to read the words on the thing and they're She's got a whole dance. And God, is, and God is saying, don't ever let someone tell you you're not good enough. To be great don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something because of what you are your background or what you don't have because they do have god has got greatness within all of us and we just have to step into there we just have to be bold enough to go past the doors and go past the limitations and say you know what i'm gonna go in i'm gonna go in Everyone else has already bought all that material. I'm going to sell it anyway. I'm going to believe God for it anyway because I know God's going to have favor on my life. You've passed your days. You, you should have you already been through school. You should have had your master's. You should have had your Ph.D. I've got a God that will tip the scale in my favor. Right? Ph that. My God's got Ph balance. Ph balance. So think about it. He 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 said, and Jesus said, her faith saved her. I mean, I, I couldn't even get over that. So I actually have finished this sermon probably by Sunday afternoon, but I was like, it was like on me that her faith saved her. She wasn't saved yet. Her faith saved her, which means faith isn't just something you say you have, faith is something you live. Right? Her faith saved her. She wasn't born again yet. She didn't have the Sanhedrin and the other hedrons and all that other, you know, tangerines. Whatever else they were in the club, she did not have it. What she did have was the thought of, I'm going to go to God. Because if I truly have faith, I'm going to go to God. Her faith, how does a lost person have faith? How is that possible and the the reason the the way they have faith is they have faith in other things she just brought the things that she used to use her faith to be hurt with and brought it to the god who could heal her and save her right that's to come as you are because then the minute jesus said your sins are forgiven that means he didn't leave her that way he changed her immediately in second corinthians chapter four uh verse 16 through 18 Uh, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The obedience that you're doing tonight is an eternal obedience. Remember, is, and, and, and I don't know if y'all remember, but I know, the, I know three, three of us who do, and, and that's Mr. Fred and that's Pastor Donnie, that we brought every one of our family members to church tonight. And I'm pretty sure y'all do that, so some of y'all are shaking your head. Yeah, well, remember, Dude, that is more eternal than anything else that you got going on around you right now. You brought them in with the right mind and the a, a right attitude and right right situation that, that I believe can go beyond anything we could ask or think. Anything we could ask or think. In, in my family, and I don't even tell you the details, but we couldn't figure out why some information was getting around through our family. Could not figure it out. Could not figure out how in the world does our family know about this pers- uh, thing going on in our life. And, and, and I was blaming, blaming my kids, because I'm pretty sure y'all done something, you even posted something. But come to find out, I thought they posted something on social media. But come to find out, it was me who had leaked to the original. Before Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, there was an original social media My mama, she had told everybody, I mean, before any of them, she had leaked it. This 78-year-old woman had connected with probably about 30 or 40 people within minutes. And I was blaming everyone. I was like, the original social media was out there and it didn't be and, and it was so like like typical to just have a conversation and, and have a prayer time with her just so typical to do that but I wasn't expecting her to go bring the whole house in and she go, yeah we, we got everybody praying I was like you know I didn't didn't okay okay I, I think God wants us to not have to depend on other stuff and just take him at his word And that'll get around faster than anything you could post or paste just because it starts with P. Nothing brings more glory to God than his people having faith and believing him in his word. That makes me happy when my kids believe in me. And believe that, that, that I, I will take care of that. That, that makes me happy. There's, there's nothing great. That makes my mother happy that when I believe in her enough to call her, even though I don't make sure I call like I should call all the time. But it makes her happy when I just call just to call. When I, and I just call to call. And, then, and, and, it, and it's kind of convicting because when I'm telling other people that they need to be <laughs> talk to their mothers and be nice that, that I'm not doing my part. Thank you for that. Pray for me, those of you. God can restore us from the weight of the world when we are willing to wait on the word. Right? I've got a deliverance from the weight of the world by waiting on the word. Things are not so heavy when I know that there's a word coming. Right? I can can be hungry, but when I know Pastorita is bringing food, somehow I'm okay. But when I can't reach her and we're waiting on food, I'm super hungry because I don't know it's coming. Right? When you get in your mind and you know that God is bringing it, you won't be so hungry to eat on other things. You can wait on the Lord. It'll deliver you from the heaviness of feeling like there. But, but that, that's, a, that's, a whole, that's such a faith move to just believe God. That God, I know I don't see it yet and I know it's not working yet, but I believe it's already here right I, I believe it's existing it's it's walking with me it's is it's walking in in terms of of what god would would want to do and what god needs to do through you and and that's even in daily stuff uh, yesterday when well, I, I know Mr. treves for sure saw it that that the friend of mine i just was kind of frustrated with this whole mentoring thing just like i don't know what happened i just i just felt like man i just wasn't you just have those days where just not make, you feel like you're not making a difference. So I'm sitting there, and it was in between. I got the big weed whacker. I just come in because I got some, some of them flowers on my head, which I probably shouldn't. Anyway, th- this friend sends me. She goes, Tori, I just wanted to share this with you. I felt like the Lord had told me to send this to you. And she sent me this thing as this kid that, that was talking about being in a mentoring program and said they don't know where their life would be. And just I'm trying to summarize in it and, and, and said that, that, and all because thanks to this guy. And then she named me. And God knows if, if he's, He says, if you'll just, just rest in me and just do your part, I, I got the rest covered. I got the rest covered. I, and, and it's going to be okay. Now, I'm glad that just lifted you up, and, and it should lift you up, and you should know that any time that I put you in, and no matter what the situation is, as long as you trust me with it, I'm going to be the one that makes the difference in the lives around it. It's just that simple. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, like, I just had to go back out there. Because, see, when you're out there and you're, you're doing yard work and you start sweating, people can't tell whether you're crying or sweating right you can't tell but i mean i know there's i know i know i'm not the only one that you have days where you feel like do i even matter does does what i do make a difference i'm praying i'm believing but nothing seems to be happening and god says it's already there just live it just live it just just live it live that you're making a difference that's what he was telling me live that you're making a difference live that you're 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 being a difference maker live that you're helping people live that and quit talking about what you can't see. Abracadabra homes. So I was like that. And he says, I love that, that, that thing. And I, I mean, I not love it because I wrote it. But I do like it. Restore us, he can restore us from the weight of the world when we are willing to wait on the word. A fixed focus toward God can tip the scale first in your outlook regardless of the outcome. There are people that don't have a spiritual outlook outlook so so that, that that's cool because god wants you to first to tip the scale first in your outlook regardless of the outcome if i can get you to see it better than you feel it i can get you to know it because sometimes people are going, i don't feel it i don't have it so it's not there he says no i need you to see it so you can know it and I don't mean physically see it. See that I'm the one that's going to bring it to pass. See the I am. See that you're going to have a great marriage. See that you're going to have a great. You got to see it before that's the time you're going to know it. But if I'm not going to know it till I hold it, I'm never going to know it. I'm never going to have any fellowship with it. My fellowship comes because I have an outlook. Regardless of the daily outcome, I have an overall outlook that God is able to do it and bring it into my hands. I want to show you some more. There are people that don't have a spiritual outlook. You've, you've seen them. No matter how blessed their outcome are, they still struggle to put their faith in God. And, and they can have great outcomes, but when their outlook is damaged, they still don't trust God. Because there's and that's why we gotta have a better outlook than we have to wait on these outcomes, because the outcomes may not change you, because people say, I don't believe what I see and then they'll say I'll believe it when I see it but then when they see it they said I don't believe what I just saw but when I see it I'll believe it and you got to wonder like what kind of mind do you have but it's because the outlook wasn't looking for Jesus to do it so they don't believe that God can come through for them even though he's already come through for them they're not thankful they're not thankful the the order of god enter into his courts with thanksgiving into his gates with praise you're never you're at your happiest when you're at the most thankful what they see is temporary since there is no faith they can't comprehend god's revelation of who he is to them so the devil can't steal your faith so he goes after your confidence because what we are afraid to use is as useless as not having it at all. If I'm afraid to use my faith, it's as if I don't have it. Right? If I'm afraid, whatever I don't, whatever I don't step into and use, I don't have it. If, if I don't say I love you, We don't say it and show affections, it's the equivalent of not having love. So not using it. It's the equivalent of not having it. So again, I have to use it so that it can be available for me to have it. Right? I operate in it. Right? They say if you don't use it, you will lose it. Okay? So I got to change that. So here it is. So the devil knows I can't steal your faith. You know what i talking? And we we're talking about spiritual things. And, and this this lady who's who's not a Christian at all. She's a Colombian lady we work with, and uh, she, her friend had had this cyst, huge cyst. They'd seen it, and she's in Houston, and her friend was in. Her friend had the cyst. I'm kind of excited, and she had the cyst. They several three different opinions they saw it the doctor saw it they x-rayed the pictures of it and said okay so you're coming into the doctors we're going to do surgery the friend from that i know went down there to be with her and when she went in there to do the surgery when they looked to go see where it was it was gone now the lady is the lady who had the sisters a christian she'd been praying been praying and been praying so right so the, the friend of ours just went over just to celebrate with him she is not a believer this lady is not a believer. She's in there with this, this lady who's been healed and her mother. And they're just talking and praying and just rejoicing. And she went and, and this lady, who's not a believer, said, they, they showed her this. They showed her to her bedroom. Some kind of way they got to the bedroom. Sorry, I'm butchering this, but it's, it's going to get better. And there's a necklace over her bed from a saint. I forget what it was. This friend said, that is a curse. And that's where you got the cysts from. And they had no idea that they'd been hanging this thing over her bed that had brought this upon her. And the reason why I bring that up was we brought up the lady who brought in there, came in there, who says her faith saved her, but she was lost. God used this woman... Who has not known? Now she come back today trying to figure out, okay, what God wants to do. Because he, some kind of way, had me speak. Verse that came to me is that he's poured out his spirit upon all flesh. The example is there's no excuse for anybody not to know God. And he pulled that out because only a friend can be bold enough to say what you've been hanging over you has brought this thing up on you get rid of it get rid of it get rid of the thing that you got hanging over you and so as she removed it they realized that where it had come from and that was part of the message that had been brought into her life so i'm sitting there thinking like and she was asking too like how did that happen i said i don't know how all of that happened but i know god wants to do something through you but your life needs to be made available As I thought about this verse where she rolls in there and just starts to wipe Jesus' feet. And he says, your faith made you whole. This lady's boldness has brought her into a realm where God's going to be able to, to show her there's a greater plan for you other than being on the outside. Other than being on the outside, just use what you have. Use what God has put in you. So there's, there's the part where the devil can't steal your faith. He wants to take your confidence. Just don't use it. He'd rather you, when trouble hits, throw your hands up and just say, it always happens to me, instead of saying, God, undo this storm. Peace be still. Right? Turn, your, turn it into a faith moment. Look at, at Mark chapter 10, verse 25 through 27. He said, it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle. How many of y'all thought they used to think that was a sewing needle? Just think that was sewing needle. It's not what it was. Then for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God, they were even more astonished and said to one another, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but not with God for all things are possible with God. All things are possible with God. Think about that. He says, who can be saved? Now, the eye of a needle is a little opening, and a camel used to have to get off, get down on its knees, get all the junk off of its back, and pass through it. That was the eye of a needle, not like a sewing needle. So it was a lot of work for them to have to undo all their stuff and get the camel through there he wasn't talking about the rich part of it he was talking about the fact that they wouldn't use their faith because they depend on their money more than they would god so he was saying if you depend on me i can get you there the disciples could only operate in what they saw because they were noun christians right nouns right person places are things they were noun Christians. So they're like, who can be saved? If if we ain't got, you know, if we're not doing the nouns, who can be saved? A noun is a person, place, or thing. Jesus was showing them the verb of life, and that is, have faith in God. Your actions are in your faith. It's in your faith. They're like, who can be saved? If I'm not a person who's rich and I can't buy my way to heaven, how can I get to heaven? He goes, that ain't even how you get there. You get there by just trusting and believing in me. That's who can be saved. Those that believe in Christ. And I'm uh, you're glad the criteria isn't about you have to look this way, be this way, do this thing. Just have faith in God. It's that simple. I just need to come to Christ. If I want to believe for God to do anything in my life for my children, I don't know how we raised our children. I don't know how we did all this stuff. I don't know how we, I don't know how we get. I don't even know how I get up there and do the speeches. I just know that God flows at that time because I trust him having faith in god and no matter what the weaknesses is hand it over to god hand it to him say here god i'm weak i'm here take it take it god because i can't do it but i know through you all things are possible i'm a noun but i need to get in the verb of my life and so i was liking that because i i I did like english growing up that was one of my favorite classes english because it was times you got to read and tell stories and talk so probably reason why i liked it so much but but when you start talking about verbs and actions it it really is something powerful because faith without works we said is dead it's it's a moving thing it's an action thing and i'm not saying that we're saved by works but after we get saved we like to work out what god has saved in us like I want to present that to you. I got this new thing. I want to shine it to you. What what can what can shut it though, and now what can shut down a person, place, or thing has no power over God. There is more weight in your weight, as we said before. Faith is always there, regardless of what looks to be first. Never go into anything in life without faith. It is the scale tipper for your favor or not enough. It's only an opportunity to reveal that God is big enough. What do you don't have enough of? What are you missing? So Jesus was showing them the verbal life, and that is have faith in God. What is the only thing that can shut down a person, place, or thing? If it's a person that's got something against you or your family, speak the word of God over them. If there's a thing that's coming against you, speak the word of God over them. There's a place that keeps pushing you out. Speak the word of God over it. Have faith. It is is completely, completely out of order for us to tell you to do anything other than trust God. Because once you trust God, God will take care of the rest. He will take, he will absolutely tip the scale in your favor. If you have a household where everybody's arguing, speak peace And have faith that peace will come. And he can balance out the household. That's the the part where you have to come into that place and you have to trust God with everything. Everything that you're doing, you have to trust God with it. Amen? And I want you guys to bow your heads. Father, as as we pray, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for, for showing and revealing to us. As Mary Magdalene walked in, without all the so-called outward tools, but she had an inward tool in her heart to just believe you, God, and come to your feet and say, God, though I may have many sins, I'm forever grateful to come at the feet of Jesus. And Father God, I don't know who it is that I may be speaking to in this room who feels like, man, Pastor, I just got so many things. I got so much mess in my life. I just want you to know that if she could come to the feet of jesus so can you she can sit there and she can be just delivered because she had so many great sins so can you so can your child so can your situation so can your circumstance we're children of the most high god you are to be blessed man i want you to put one hand over your heart lift the other hand toward heaven just simple just repeat after me just say so can i come on just say so can i you gotta have it come on so can i man there it is you just you just gotta have it so can i i can be blessed lord god i can receive it so yes god i i, I receive that you can use me i receive it lord jesus so can i believe that my god is able to do more than I can even ask or think, and Lord, I receive it tonight. I believe it is done. I believe there's fruit within my body, in my mind, and in my soul. And I trust you with it. In Jesus' name, and everybody say, "Amen, amen."